I think the hardest step is probably just just getting started. Once you get started, oh, that momentum rolls, and you got it from there. From right. there, it's you just keep learning and learning, and you're genuinely interested, and you're oh. like, wow, like this is easy. This is not too bad. You you're, know? you're giving me goosebumps, man. Welcome to episode four of the Untold 20s, where we believe everyone's story is unique and worth listening to. I'm Daniel, and I'm going to be your host. Today, my guest is someone who I would describe as a go-getter with an insane amount of motivation. He's someone who gives so much inspirational advice to all his friends and those who follow him on social media. He preaches dreams, dream chasing over the short-term comfort. Thank you for taking the time to join us, Kasari. Man, man, that was some kind of introduction. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. You guys me up just to start. I got you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I, re- I really appreciate it. Of course. It. So something he said recently that really resonated with me is, if you had all the money in the world right now, you could go do whatever, wherever you want. I guarantee that you wouldn't be doing what you're doing right now. So that's something that really, really resonated with me recently. If you want to hear more inspirational and insightful things like this on the daily, you can follow Kasari on Instagram at InspireMeSardell and, and also his personal at KasariSardell. And just for, just for, in case people don't know, that's K-S-A-W-E-R-Y-S-U-R-D-L. I know it's a little unique name. <laughs> Perfect. I'll also drop it down in our description below. So let's just start this off by sharing one thing that's gone really well for us this week. For me, it's the fact that I got to catch up with some of my close friends. How about you? Man, I actually found this super, super insightful YouTube channel, uh, pretty much showcasing everything that I mm-hmm. want to be doing um, in my, my my career path. Um, mm-hmm. So that literally was just the made my week, if not my life. In, in, wow. In honesty. Wow. All right. Awesome. So let's get into like our infamous rapid fire that we start off everything with. Age? 22. 22. Describe yourself in three words. Uh, energetic, charismatic, Got and it. kind. Agreed. What's your biggest addiction? <laughs> My biggest addiction, man. I gotta tell you, I got a, I got an addiction for you know learning new information. When you find like a new piece Beautiful. of information, it's just like whoa. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest advantage advantage to being really tall? So for those who don't know, Kasari is towers above everybody. Yeah, I'm a, it's six two, six three, something like that. Yeah. You <laughs> uh, know, honestly, if I'm being very truthful, um, it gives you a lot more options with uh, the ladies. Ah, <laughs> favorite color? <laughs> Green. Least favorite beverage? Oh, any, any kind of soda, anything with high fructose corn syrup. Oh, yeah? Like, get that, get that away from me. Diet soda? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Okay. If you want a million dollars today, what's your first move? I'm investing that in real estate. Got it. Boom. Perfect. Intelligent. And mm-hmm. we're going to get started with the first question. What did you study in your undergrad and what was your first professional job? Yeah, great question. Uh, so back in undergrad, the first thing that what I was studying was I was a health science major. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just a little recap, uh, back my freshman year in high school, I actually tore my ACL playing soccer. Yeah, I remember um, that. yeah. So I mean, I was walking around crutches. It was a little devastating, yeah. uh, but pretty much going through all of that, uh, going through physical therapy. I was like, Hey, like, Hey, I want to be a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. So when two choosing a school, you know, I knew Stony Brook had a really good, uh, you know, health kind of medical 
programs and right. stuff like that. So I was like, okay, like I want to go ahead and do physical therapy. Uh, so I chose to be a health science major. Um, you know, Got two it. years at, into that, um, you know, I had an internship where I was actually looking for a physical therapy kind of position right. or something like that uh, in school. And you know, I was having no luck um, oh, <laughs> finding wow. a job or anything like that. Wow. Um, so I guess that was a sign, you know. So either yeah. way, you know, I, I went and that's the, that's the summer where I had a friend um, introduce and propose to me um, having a job where pretty much working doing door-to-door sales okay. um, you know and when you first came across to me with that I'm like you're nuts like absolutely not like yeah. why would I be working door-to-door sales you know especially in the summer where it's super hot and stuff right. like that um, you know 100% commission too like there were you know nothing was guaranteed Dang. in a way so um, but you risky. know yeah, super risky um, but the way really what got to me though he's like, like hey like you could either go and you can make you know $3,000 guaranteed this summer or you could go ahead and make you know anywhere from you know zero five thousand ten thousand you know seven thousand dollars you know it all depends on you um and you know one thing that i really like was just being in control like i was just like Mm. i i I really love that um so i was like you know what let me go ahead and do this door-to-door sales stuff okay see how it goes see where it takes me um i realized you know i love sales um you know i really just love the aspect of communicating with people and you know getting them from one point to another and so that Mm. that really is what got me um and it's funny because at the same time i was actually doing a physical therapy i was volunteering at, at, at in, in mm. an office mm. so mondays were like my pt days where i was in the, i was it. volunteering got it. and then tuesday to saturday i was working in the field doing door-to-door sales got it um so every time monday came around like i, I just dreaded mondays because i was wow. like damn like i gotta go to you know physical therapy and, and right. like i just I, I try to find excuses for me to not to go um I but you know <laughs> that before i definitely Man, i was like yeah before. i really don't want to be going here and you know spending you know four hours at this place like i just mm-hmm. uh, but then i also had a friend who actually was working in the same office so it made it a little more manageable okay. um at the end of the day uh, but then you know so then i realized like hey like I'm, I'm not super excited or passionate about this um and then you know but then that's i was doing door-to-door sales um so i, I like that and then junior year came around and i was like, like hey like i should switch to be a business major that's what i'm more interested okay. in um, but i realized you know me taking an extra year in college I, that's not what i wanted to do Correct. um cool. so i was just like hey like let me just go ahead and um, complete my health science degree and once I complete my health science degree I could go ahead and mm. have a concentration in healthcare management which gives me kind of like that business aspect wow. in the way um, so that's kind of you know I guess my uh, long story short in the way wow okay so that was good ad- ad- adaptation on your part Adap- Adap- what's the word? Adap- adaptation <laughs> there we go uh, well, so is physical therapy ever a possibility is that something you ever want to go back to is it still in the cards at all or nah yeah you know in, in all honesty I, I try to you know tell my loved ones that it's a possibility but in all honesty it's not um, okay. <laughs> I just know that you know one thing that I realized was me staying in an office um, studying for hours and hours on end right. um, working around you know literally just some kind of like let's say 100 square feet 200 mm-hmm. square feet you mm-hmm. know I, it's, it's not for me man I, I got too much energy to be sitting in one spot and doing the same thing um, and I feel like you know I really I don't want to be locked down inside into you know doing got something it. that um, you know, getting in a way that secure income type of stuff. Like, you know, I'm just not super passionate about. Got it. So we recently had a chance to do a small catch up, right? I heard about your Target internship back mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You managed any immediate store issues. You kept divisions organized. And at times you were even the supervisor for over a hundred employees. You were actually offered a full-time position after you graduated. Yep. <laughs> 
and it was it was not a bad paying job yeah. close close to seventy thousand dollars sixty seventy yeah, yeah yeah and it was and you said no <laughs> and you said no so and you told me that you could relate to my perspective a lot because it's very similar to my position right it was I for Teach for America I've grown in ways that I never realized was possible right and it's a job that I'm you know that I feel that there's meaning in and I'm levels and levels above who I was before because of this experience and then I just I said I couldn't do this anymore because of various issues that came up and you can check that out in episode one if you haven't already and but you could do what you want <laughs> so, but so speak to us about the circumstances that led you to ultimately walk out from that salary and financial security yeah no absolutely so i mean first things first i'm just super grateful and appreciative of the mm. fact that i haven't had an opportunity to you know one have an internship you know make money off right. that and be extended a full-time offer like right. i'm super grateful um for something like that in that mm-hmm. aspect um and you know target taught me a lot about myself about you know management you know you know seeing different kind of managers mm-hmm. you know I, I learned from their management styles what to do and what not to do and like what works well for me what doesn't work well what i still got to work on so it gave me a lot of perspective in terms of kind of what i was doing and kind of mm-hmm. what i was you know in a way, what I still needed to improve on, um, and then you know, so I got the I got the offer right before uh, the beginning of my senior year. Okay, um, I accepted the offer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And but you know, like my entire senior year, I was just going back and forth, back and forth. Like, hey, like, is this something that I really want to do? Right. Um, and the one thing that I realized is like, one is retail, and retail is is brutal, <laughs> especially during the mm-hmm. holiday time. Um, you know, it, you're working the minimum of you know fifty hours, sixty hours during the mm-hmm. holidays, maybe even sixty five. And they're even at that at that time, they're even like hiring for like just temporary. Like, oh for yeah, like a week, right? Yeah. So I mean, you also have a lot more employees you have a lot more foot traffic in stores mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that a lot more stuff you got to be taking care of and handling and managing mm-hmm. and stuff um, and I just realized you know I, I wasn't super passionate about something right. like that uh, you know for me the biggest thing is you know having some kind of passion something where you know you're super excited to get up out of bed and, and like literally jump out of bed and be like hey like I'm going to go yeah. do this right now and work right. and do something like that and I realized like you know like I wasn't passionate like the fact that I was even wavering between going back and forth like going back and forth thinking you know Got should it. I be doing this should I not I I just realized, you know, like, it's probably not what I should go ahead and be doing Mm -hmm. in that case. Um, So, you know, I made the tough choice. I'm like, I'm going to put the money back on and and, then just put it down. Um, And I guess I would say this. Having an abundance mindset, you knowing that mm-hmm. you know there's more opportunities, there's more money to be made, uh, wow. larger amounts of money to be made, and stuff like that. Putting that into perspective and realizing that you know there's that you don't have to be settling, you know, for something that you know you exactly. don't enjoy doing. You know, there's so much money in the world. You know, just you know billions of dollars, trillions of dollars are moved around every single mm-hmm. day. Um, and you're telling me you know you can't you know have a hundred thousand of that or you know a right. million of of that or something like that. Right. Um, so that's really where I just realized I'm like, hey, like it would have been cool, but it's like let me go ahead and do something that's go actually gonna go ahead and you know advance my career further in different aspects wow. which in that case was sales it's a great perspective you spoke a little bit about doing real estate with no initial investment so that's what you <laughs> told me you were doing yeah so could you give us some advice and maybe people who are even in college or people who are looking for a side hustle can start researching and start doing this yeah absolutely look and <laughs> And by the way, I just gotta say the little disclaimer. I'm not a I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a CPA. You know, I, just in case, you know what I'm saying. You know? uh, but no. Exactly. So one thing I realized, Daniel. Um, you know, when I when I first kind of you know started learning more about how to make money and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I realized that you know whatever it is that you want to do. Um, you know, something that you're interested in, mm-hmm. you could go ahead and find a way to do that with mm-hmm. no money. 
Like it sounds crazy. Like even like okay. investing in like stocks. Like you can right. do that with no money. And you know, right. and that's by you know, there's something called a margin call. You know, mm-hmm. from Robinhood and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I, I did that. You know, I, I took out five thousand dollars invested mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you could actually do that with no money down. It's just you know, just, so if you're interested and. You know, if there's okay. a will, there's a way type of thing. Um, but really, so now when it comes to investing in real estate, um, you know, it, it was something that I, I knew that I always, always, always mm-hmm. wanted to get into. Um, you know, like and, and mm-hmm. one thing was, of course, you know, there's a lot of money to be made in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, um, you know, there's a lot of lives that you could impact with right. real estate, you know, providing a home for somebody to live in and stuff like that. Um, so mm-hmm. for me, like that was just like a huge kind of factor. Um, and then after that, you know, I started doing research. I'm like, hey, like, how could I get into investing in real estate with you know i'm broke like i, mm-hmm. I got no money right now like what what is it that i could do i'm sure a lot of college <laughs> students can relate oh yeah oh, absolutely i mean i was in college that, that's the reason why i was thinking about this stuff because i was in college i was broke i'm like i gotta make money somehow um so i started you know in you know i started looking the ways up to go ahead and start making money and it's crazy because i it was actually on facebook i was scrolling through facebook there was an uh-huh. ad that came on it's like learn how to make money like no in, no in mm-hmm. initial like money um no, no one has shown own your own money. You, you yeah, can, and no, you can, no initial investment. Thank you. You can yeah. go ahead and edit that if you like. If not, you can go ahead and keep that. No, keeping that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, no, no initial investment. You know, you're not, you know, you're not doing any construction. You're mm-hmm. not, um, you know, doing anything to the property at all. And I was, I'm like, that's absurd. Like, there's just no way that you could do that. Yeah. Um, and that's really when I first heard of this, the term wholesaling real estate. Okay. Um, so just to give like a little background, pretty much the way that wholesaling real estate works is this way. So pretty much, let's say like Daniel, you know, I go ahead. And I see that you have a house, right? Mm-hmm. It's distressed. It's torn up. Maybe there's okay. like some fire damage or something right. like that. I see that. I see that. It's a distressed property. Mm-hmm. You're going to be more motivated to sell that property at a discount. Right. Because it's already torn up and stuff course, like that. You realize yeah. I got to put work into it. Yeah. So that's when investors, when they look for properties, that's the kind of properties that they love. Right. Um, simply because you're getting at a discount, you're putting some work into it. Exactly. And then you're flipping it for a profit or okay. whatever the case may be. So pretty much in this case, let's say, let's say you have your home is distressed. I find okay. you. I'm like, hey, Daniel, you know, interested in pur- purchasing your house. Okay. So what I would do is I'll put your property on the contract. Pretty much what that means is that means I have equitable interest, which means that I'm interested in purchasing your property and have the rights to purchase your property. Okay. Once I have this contract, nobody else could go ahead and purchase that property unless the contract is voided. Okay. Um, so at this point, what I, I would do is I would take this contract and I would sell it to an investor. Okay. So I would sell the contract, not the house, because I don't have the house. Yeah. I was selling the contract. So let's say the house, you know, the house is worth, you know, let's say $300,000. Right. And that's what I have it on the contract for. Okay. I could go to an investor and be like, hey, you could have this house wow. if you pay me $50,000 or $20,000, right. $5,000, whatever the case may be. And I, there's right. even stories of people making millions of dollars right. on a deal like that. Um, just by flipping the contract, flipping the paper. Wow. Now, keep in mind, I'm not putting it. There's no initial money that I have inside in, right. in the deal. Right. You right. know, I, I literally, you know, maybe if anything, just, you know, the train to get over to yeah. the, see the house right, or something right, like right. that. So, uh, five, $550. <laughs> $550, exactly. Whatever the case may be. Um, so, and then... Now I'm I'm speaking to the person who's and these these guys usually they have a lot of money and you know one thing I realized is that investors who have been doing this for a while uh-huh. they're always looking for deals right. like you're always looking for good deals right and you know sometimes you don't have time to be looking for those deals right but if you could if and that's what they look for people who are called wholesalers right. who could you know provide them deals at a discount and uh-huh. you know at the end of the day they don't care how much you're paying you because mm-hmm. it's still a deal for them right you know exactly. like let's say in this case you know I make twenty thousand dollars so you know total investment for them is. 
320. Mm-hmm. But if they're, let's say they're flipping it for 700, 800. Wow. And, you know, for them, it's not really, what, what is that? That's, that's pennies to them wow. in that case. Yeah. Um, and then they're buying with all cash instead of, you know, ain't no, no financing or anything like that. Exactly. Um, so it's smooth for the seller, smooth for you. And that's how you right. make your money. You do that a few times. You, you, you have a down payment on the house. You wow. can hold it. Um, you can go ahead and at that point you can flip it. Um, but the cool thing about it though, I'll, I'll say this is that, in real estate, you're always looking for deals. You know, exactly. you always got to find, you know, right. deals and stuff like that. The cool thing about a wholesaling is that it shows you how to find deals because that's literally what you're looking mm-hmm. for. You're looking for deals. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it for somebody else, you're also doing it for yourself, mm-hmm. right? So now it's like, let's say, you know, down the line, I have $500,000 sitting in the bank. Mm-hmm. It's like, now I already know how to, you know, find right. deals and stuff like that. Now, instead of selling it off to an investor, another investor for cash, Right. I could go ahead and keep that for myself. Yeah. I could I could put in the work myself. I could flip it, and then I'm going. I'm advancing myself in a way. Wow. If, if that's the route I want to go. Okay. So that yeah, you're thinking ahead, right? Look, Daniel, I'll be honest with you. This, this is one thing that I wish I knew back in college, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I was always scared and, and stuff like that. But in college is literally right. the best time to start. I mean. Um, yeah, of course. Like it, it's when you're in college, you're so worried about your grades. You have so many stresses. You have all these extracurriculars oh, yeah. that you got to keep up with and everything. A lot so of noise. <laughs> exactly. So and it's like you you don't really hear about college students, you know, making a lot of money off their side hustle. So yeah. it's like you're thinking, is it worth the effort? And if I, you know, like things like this, I would have loved to know a little bit earlier. Even now, this is my first time hearing it from you. Right. right? So this is this is something that I would definitely love to keep in the back of my mind. And I think this is great advice for whoever is trying to, you know, start a side hustle or maybe you're not happy at your job and you want to do something else. Right. right? And, and one thing I just want to say as well is like, don't take my word for it. Right. Like right. I, I just gave you like a little synopsis, but exactly. go ahead and do some research. Check exactly. it out. Like, what am I talking about? I exactly. think the thing that really made it real for me, um, you know, was seeing people who are actually doing and seeing them make a lot of money mm-hmm. off that. And, you know, going to, you know, stuff that are like meetups right. or, um, you know, there's, in, there's right. people who are willing to share f- information for you for free right. as long as you ask. Um, you know, just to speak to that a little bit, like what I like to say is that we live in an age where all the information we could ever want is in literally in our hands, <laughs> literally right <laughs> on our cell phones, hands, yeah. right? Like all you gotta do, hit Google. Like, how do I do this? Right. And so many things will just pop up for you. Yeah. And and it's crazy. You know, sometimes, you know, one thing leads to another, which leads to another, mm-hmm. which leads to another. And then it's like, well, like you're just, you know, it's, it's, you know, it definitely takes a lot of work or some mm-hmm. work and that's what you got. You got to piece things together. It's right. not all going to be like fed to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you learn that yourself and you have that right. knowledge, nobody could ever take that away from you. And that's really what, right. you know, I realized with investing or just even just learning right. in a way. I think the hardest step is probably just just getting started once you get started that momentum rolls and you got it from there from there it's you just keep learning and learning and you're genuinely interested and you're like wow like this is easy this is not too bad you know you're giving me goosebumps man this this is you said but this is like what i I find so exciting Mm -hmm. about you know and and it's literally just the hard part is getting started yeah right and then this is where you know mindset comes in so heavily into play which you know you mentioned you know i'm super motivated you know Mm -hmm. inspirational whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be uh for me i'm just me you know and it just so happens that you know i'm 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 inspirational or motivational or something like that Right, right. So the Kasari we're hearing from today has gone through traumatic changes in mentality. It's night and day how far you've come. The last time we really spoke on like a frequent basis, we were freshmen in college. So I remember us taking calculus two, and for exam two, you told me that you had to kill this exam to get a good grade. Long story short, you didn't do as well as you hoped. 
And then the professor let us count exam two as our final. And you actually took that option. You took the lower grade. Yeah. The Kasari I see before me today would absolutely have sat for that final. <laughs> he would have said, okay, exam one was pretty crappy. Exam two was a shit storm. So let me start looking into why I struggled so much. And then you would have aced that final. Right. But that is Kasari of today. Talk to us about the mindset of the past and talk to us about what triggered the changes. Yeah, no, I mean, Cal- Calculus 2 was literally just my arch nemesis. Just <laughs> that was it. As it is for so a lot. Yeah, like, honestly, at the end of the day, I was just so over the class. Like, I was just, mm-hmm. like, I was done with it. But now, like, when it comes to mindset, though, um, you know, really, I feel like that's one thing that... You know, it, it, it took some time to kind of go ahead and, and get accustomed to. Uh, but one thing I realized was, you know, I realized where I wanted to be in life, right? Like, I, I knew I always wanted to be super successful and, mm-hmm. you know, not only like financially, but also kind of, you know, with the amount of, you know, f- friends I have, you know, the amount of love I'm right. able to give, you know, the, the amount I'm able to contribute to society okay. uh, in a way. And I, and I realized, you know, like, how can I do that? And I realized that the one thing that the, really the only thing that's ever stopping you is your mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's about how you perceive wow. things, how you think about things. It's, right. it's, it's stuff like that. Um, so at that point, I started taking careful consideration into, you know, how I could go ahead and, you know, adopt a more enlightened, positive, mm-hmm. you know, kind of mindset. Um, you know, so that's when really when I, you know, I think it was like around like junior year of college was really kind of when it, when it first started, mm-hmm. um, you know, just find, trying to figure out like, how could I be a better version of myself? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started listening to guys like Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Belfer, like so guys like that. And one thing I realized is that once you're educated, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to be school educated, but once you, un- you have get a, once you get a better understanding okay. of things, you know, you're able to be more positive. Right. Um, for example, like if it comes to investing in real estate, you know, it may seem super scary, but once you learn more about it um, right. and you're more knowledgeable about it, mm-hmm. at that point, you know, you're more comfortable and, you know, you have a lot more confidence in that aspect. Right. Um, so that's really what I kind of like started off with. Um, you know, so I started listening to these guys, learning how I could be, you know, better version of, of myself. Right. Um, but I started like replicating them. I really wanted to be just mm-hmm. like them. Like Tony Robbins, like I would see myself, you know, walking on stage and kind of just, you know, wow. talking to masses of people. And, right. but, and like, I wanted to understand like why they're in the situation that they're in. And one right. thing I came to real- realize is that a lot of these people, a lot of these successful people, you know, I, a lot of myths, are mm-hmm. that you know they they were all handed these things. Right. Uh, really, it's that's if anything that's <laughs> that's the, the least true statement that that's that's right. possible. Right. Um, no, it's all about working hard and mm-hmm. kind of figuring it out. Um, in, in in that aspect. And so you mentioned a lot about how mentors played a large role in your life. Who are some of your mentors, and how has having them around helped you? Yeah. So one thing, you know, with mentors that I realized is that it's hard to finding the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, cause for me, like I'm very selective as to who I consider a mentor, okay. you know, cause at the end of the day, like right. I want to find somebody who I can replicate, you know, for their full, you know, aspect. Like for example, like if somebody has a lot of money and like, sure, I want mm-hmm. a lot of money, but if they treat people poorly or, right. you know, they do business unethically right. or depending on how they get them and see, like I wouldn't listen to somebody like that because, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, that's who I would become. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to mentors, I think it's very hard finding mentors in person if mm-hmm. you don't know where to look. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I would say is super beneficial. You mentioned it earlier, Google, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you want to go and find or learn about, you know, 
a certain kind of subject or topic, mm -hmm. you could go ahead and find a mentor online. Right. Um, so right now, I would say I, I have a lot more, you know, virtual mentors. You okay. know, people like Gary Vee, people like Tony right. Robbins, people like uh, Robert Kiyosaki, mm -hmm. uh, Jerry Norton, like guys like that um, who I really mm -hmm. just look up to, study their material, study their content. Um, it feels like they're with me. Kind of like when they're not. Right. <laughs> and just to speak to that a little bit, it's that that I have a very similar situation or yeah. experience with mentors. It's just because the mentor isn't there with you doesn't mean that that person wasn't a mentor for you, you know? Right. And as you're listening to them and everything, their story inspires you. And right. they don't necessarily have to give you direct advice. Right. They can still be your mentors even without that, you know? Right. And like the thing with, with mentorship is that you, you got to think about it this way, right? If a person's investing their, you know, precious time, that's mm -hmm. one thing that we can never get back. You know, right. you could get back money, you could get back, right. you know, materialistic things, but you can never get back your time. So right. if somebody's investing that time into you, it's like the one that you, you either got to compensate them mm -hmm. or two, you got to provide them some kind of value mm -hmm. um, in a way. And for what I realized, you know, starting off is always the hard part, mm -hmm. um, you know, going and finding the right mentors, the right people as i'm sure that you know you've right. you've, you've you've known um you know it's finding the right mentors the right people um that's really like the most challenging mm -hmm. thing and once you find those people then you could actually find in-person mentors because you already have that foundation right. for like, a certain topic or subject right. or whatever the case may be awesome so this brings me into my last question for you so you talked to us a little bit about real estate. You talked, you gave us some advice about wholesaling. What are you doing in your everyday life right now? So I recently just, you know, stepped away from my sales role um, at an IT recruiting company, mm -hmm. um, you know, just, just to pursue kind of what I'm more interested in. So one thing I realized, wow. and you know, one thing that I've noticed in society is that a lot of people, you know, they're, they're okay with being complacent mm -hmm. with, you know, being average or being unhappy right. in a way. Um, for me, like I, I, that's, you know, like I, you only, you only got one life, man. Like as crazy as it sounds, but like yeah. go and like whatever you're interested in, whatever you're interested in doing, like go do that. Like mm -hmm. you'll find how to make money later. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like f find what you're interested in, find a way to make money and, mm -hmm. you know, live a successful life. Um, but you know, I literally just found myself like going through the motions. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I felt like, you no, know, I had to step away and pursue something that I'm more interested right. in. Um, so right now, you know, really it's, it's just focusing on wholesaling real estate, uh, building up some capital. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that, you know, going into more into investing and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, and you know, and I, the hardest part, like I, I know we've mentioned it a few times, but it's just literally just getting started. Right. You know, like just going out there and it seems super scary and, and, and stuff like Especially that. Especially quitting your job. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely the hard part. Um, but you know, like it, it's crazy cause you know, I actually just posted this on my, on my LinkedIn not too long ago. Um, I, you know, I don't know who said this, but you know, your job is, your, oh, I'm sorry. Your salary is the bribe they give you to give up mm. on your dream. Mm. Um, and that's, wow. and I really felt like that was like the most true wow. kind of statement. Yeah. Um, Cause think about it, right? Like at the end of the day, your job pays you just enough, mm -hmm. you know, just enough so that you don't quit. Right. Think, think about it this way, right? A job is never going to pay you more than you generate for them. Right. Exactly. They're never like if you're a CEO who makes a million dollars a year, that's because you're probably making them 20, 30 million dollars a year. Exactly. That's why they're paying you a million dollars a and, year. And for me, like, I have no problem, like, going and, and kind of, I understand, you know, certain circum right. circumstances, situations where you absolutely need a job and, and mm. stuff like that. But for me, it just tore me up where, you know, mm. I felt like my talent, my, like, you know, I, I guess, you know, that's where, like, having confidence in yourself, having right. confidence in your abilities, you know, comes into play. Because, wow. like, you know, that's what right. really would, like, 
mess me up. And I'm sure that you could allude to this as well, considering, mm. you know, you just stepped away from your role with Teach for America as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And this also brings me to the point where it's, I think it's amazing how much perspective you have at such a young age because it's a lot of times we hear about people who are waking up at like 50 years old, 60 years old and saying, yo, like this is not where I want to be. Yeah. This is, this. So I think it's, I think it's really huge props to you. Really great, really, really great perspective. Yeah, and Daniel, in all honesty, I, I really do appreciate you know you state you stating stuff like that because mm-hmm. you know I think the big stigma is is that you know people are super young and you know mm-hmm. don't listen to them and stuff like that. But I feel like you know young people are, are educated as well, um, just you know different aspects. Mm-hmm. One thing that I really really quick before we wrap up that I want to mention um, is that you know one thing that a lot of people don't talk about and you know for for their success is you know in a way spirituality. You know, just mm. being just I feel like in order to do anything, mm-hmm. you know, extraordinary, you got to have a belief in a higher being, whether mm-hmm. it be God, whether it be the universe, whether it just be you know something bigger than yourself mm-hmm. for why you're going to succeed or why things are the way they are. Okay. Um, you know, so and that's really what one thing that you know not a lot of people touch base on because it mm-hmm. seems like a scary s- subject mm-hmm. uh, but you know that's really where you get like that awakening and you know mm-hmm. give, gives you really that confidence to be like hey like there's a higher being there's a higher purpose for right. why I'm here what I'm doing on this you know planet on this mm-hmm. earth um, you know I'm, I'm not just an average person and really for throughout my time is what I really try to instill in people is that hey like you're not just an mm-hmm. average person you're not just uh, you're like you're not just Daniel like mm-hmm. you're, you're Daniel you know what I'm saying like you have like a special kind yeah. of you know impact on this world and on this universe and that's really what i just want to see people you know living happy being happy mm-hmm. um living their full living their full potential and really living their their best lives as, as cliche as it sounds yeah that's amazing amazing advice amazing inspiration thank you for coming in thank you for doing this with me daniel thank you so much once again i, I really do of appreciate course. the opportunity of course and episode four is now complete and in the books thank you for tuning in if you enjoyed this podcast please tell someone about us Whether you loved the episode or hated it, please leave a review so that we can continue to improve. To recap, we heard about how Kasari switched career paths, he left a job on the table for a greater purpose, he changed his mindset, he talked about his mentors, he gave us advice about real estate and wholesaling, and he talked about what he's doing right now. Thank you again for listening to the Until 20s, and I hope that you join us for the next episode.